1: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Tomorrow marks the 10th anniversary of the horrific Boston Marathon bombing on April 15th, 2013. I spoke with real-life victim Jeff Bowman, who lost both of his legs that day, and Hollywood actor Jake Gyllenhaal, who portrayed him in the 2017 movie Stronger. First of all, thank you so much for coming in. Brave, brave uh, movie for you guys to do. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I guess since I'm first out of the, out of the, out of the gate, I just want to know when you first became aware of um, Jeff's story. Did you see it? Do you remember the coverage on the news? Did you pick up the book? Or when, when did you actually become aware of that and say, I, man, I got to do this?
0: Well, I became aware of Jeff from that photograph, like I think a majority of us became aware of Jeff, but his story I didn't really know at all until I was handed the first draft of the screenplay, which is the adaptation of his, his book. So um, it was there that I feel like I got the idea of who Jeff was, primarily his crazy sense of humor, which I didn't expect when I opened up to the first page. Um, I expected what I think you, you think you would expect, which is you know a movie about a guy Going through all the things that he goes through, but his sense of humor was a huge surprise and such an amazing thing. And I think it's what makes him and the movie really special.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the the sense of humor, Jeff, I want to know uh, the the scene um, when you when you're first awake after after the attack. Um, most people would be horrified you had the sense of humor that he's talking about was what did you actually write lieutenant dan was that your first thing you wrote <laughs>
2: yeah <no>. that's <laughs> great. the first thing you asked was if aaron was okay yeah oh yeah that's right yeah i was very i was worried about aaron because she was on the course i had no idea if i heard the second bomb but i didn't know anything about it i didn't know how far down it was or if there was even more down the course i had no idea what was going on um Yeah, Lieutenant Dan was because I saw my friend who was in the room, his face, and he was trying to explain to me that I didn't have my legs, and I was like, I couldn't tell him, bro, I already, I know, I couldn't say that to him, so I had to joke with him, I had to mess with him somehow, and I was like, perfect, it like popped into my head, Yeah, but I think the progression of those three questions you write down
1: says so much about your character, and you know, and you plan them too. It's it's is she okay? That says a lot about him. Then it's the lighthearted joke, and then it's all right. Let's catch this guy because I saw him, and I love that the movie kind of has him in the background, kind of blurry the the terrace. So yeah. so yeah, no, I think that that was that was pretty brilliant how you laid that out there.
0: Yep. my first impression of Jeff, I mean, I was we, I was nervous to meet him. You know, when I first met him, I think. uh I guess I was surprised at how well we would get along just as, you know, two people. Um and then, you know, approaching playing him was a was an enormous task, you know. I there was a huge responsibility in trying to get his uh journey right uh and by right I mean what he went through emotionally, physically, uh sort of recalibrating his entire life after the event. Um so there was that. And then, you know, I think it was months and months and months of, of work of talking to everybody around him. He's not, he is now a pretty talkative guy, but this post lunch, you know, he's, uh, <laughs> so, uh, he's not always, you know, the most, you know, can't get a lot of information out of him always so uh it was just spending time lots and lots of time watching him observing him understanding you know how he got up every day what he did and just knowing his family and all the people who took care of him and over time I I got a sense
2: yeah I I I heard that he was like circling it that's what they the term that they used (laughs) Jacob the movie, circling, the movie. circling <laughs> you like like a vulture.
0: <laughs> We've been doing a lot of intervals. I mean interviews, intervals. A lot of interviews, and I. This is not. I, I've never heard this story about me circling. The yeah. There's not any good by the way, There's no good animal that circles anything. A shark. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know if that when they circle at you, it's not like a. It's not going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> they're like checking out where to attack you alright <laughs> but in yeah, this but case I was like oh man I was like I didn't want it to be that big I was like I don't know that's kind of big I was like can I just play myself <laughs> that we just you know somehow it falls through because I know like as soon as Jake jumped on it was going to happen because Jake doesn't mess around he doesn't mess around man he works hard so I was really excited to see this thing just evolve into a a great movie well the first thing that we did work on was just going over how i transferred um out of my chair into like cars just how i moved in and out of the chair off the ground and taking off my legs and and just how i got up from like the ground how i got up from a seat standing uh so we watched all this and got really into it did a lot of research on it and I showed him a lot in the beginning and then he just kind of took off from there so that was amazing to see because i was really concerned about that i was like "Man, how how far are you going to go with this and and you know he went all the way with it which is amazing and you know it's that makes me proud
0: yeah we documented a lot of it because for me i think you know i didn't want jeff to go through all that stuff over and over again but if we you know we did a number of those things, and I can understand how he moved, and uh, that I would be able to sort of obsessively go over it myself without having to bother him with that stuff too much. But in terms of understanding him, I was more interested in the guy who, who was the guy before this event. You know, this isn't a movie really, um, really about the event at all. It's about this human being getting through a really tough time and i think that's where all of us can relate somewhere about someone we know who's struggling with anything. Jeff said something really beautiful on his um Facebook page the other night. He said it doesn't have to make headlines to be hard. And i think he shows us that you know no matter what you're going through or someone you love is going through, you know that if he can get through it then you know you can get through it and in today today with all the things that are going on in the world regardless of these events like what jeff experienced these unfathomably inexplicably terrible events that he went through that now seem to be going on looks seems like an almost daily basis weekly basis at this point there are other events all over the world where people are dealing with pain and struggle and feeling like maybe they won't ever be able to get through it and i think jeff shows you that you can so
2: yeah i i think Probably the hardest thing that I'd have to go through and live through is the relationship between Erin and I. It's really tough because, I mean, I love her so much, and, and I had to relive, like, watching me, you know, getting in the shower and telling her to leave and pushing her away, and throughout the hospital kind of reliving that and, and always trying to push her away because I, you know, as as a guy, I, I wanted to be, like, the strong one. and. I want to like impress her and I can't and I don't see myself as strong sometimes and and you know I definitely want her to see me as strong and, and that was the really toughest thing that we lived through the film because Tatiana and Jake did it so well they, that that has captured that and that hurt a lot and it still hurts but it's it's real and it's lovely I, I I'm starting to find it lovely and it and it's like it shows me you know what we went through together and how hard it was for us and it's just really amazing and that's definitely the hardest thing for me. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, I worked with an incredible uh, dialect coach uh, on what we would call, what he calls, his name's Tim Monick, who he's sort of a master of dialect and he actually lives in Boston now. He, He didn't, but... Uh, at the time. He's fallen for Boston. Um but we consider Jeff's accent to be more of an idiolect rather than a dialect. Mm-hmm. Um that, you know, the way Jeff talks when you hear him speak, you know, he's not doing this sort of deep Boston accent. Mm-hmm. There are moments and particularly the time where he you know he's been sober fifteen months but when he had a couple more beers in him, you know, <laughs> it would come out. Um <laughs> but i think i would drop my gad yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my god uh yeah so i think you know, listening to many of his inter- all I mean, as many pieces of interviews that I could get of him, uh, particularly after the event, you know, and just uh, you could feel also the pressure on him from so many different areas, from all different angles, you know, from different people wanting to give him so much love and him just trying to recalibrate his life and his voice changed, too, and the way he spoke to people. But throughout all of it, what I felt, regardless of dialect or the Boston accent, was who he was as a human through his voice which is always loving and always engaging. And you can feel him always sort of, even when he talks now, bringing you into the conversation. You know, he's sometimes people end conversations real quick with the way they speak, their rhythm and their intonation. They'll just, that's the end, you know? Of, and he's always like, you know that, and he's always giving it to you. And he's always wants you to connect, you know? Yeah. And it, I learned so much about his personality from the way he spoke, not just from where he was from, but his, his inside. You know, I think the subtext of all of their dialogue and all the ways they speak to each other is, like with every family, there's just some confusing mix of personality and this sort of, if you're lucky enough, um, you have a family that loves each other, uh, is this unflinching love, particularly in Jeff's family. You know, they are complex characters, and I speak about the 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 versions of them in the movie. And then I speak of the people that I know in real life, Mm -hmm. you know, and they are two different people, two different people. (laughs) Um, uh, Each one of them and their fictional version. Mm -hmm. But the thing that is similar with all of them across the board in the movie and also in real life is how they just show up, how they are there. They love each other a lot, uh, even when they hate each other. (laughs) And I, I think that's... I think that's really very clear in the movie. And it was very clear to me while I was making this movie. You know, I'd always be prepped before I would go in to meet a new family member. You know, I was like, I was like oh, well, Aunt Jen, da, 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 and she's like this, and sometimes she does this, or Jeff will be like, oh, just, be, you, know, you know, this or that. And the only thing I felt was like, they were all trying to protect Jeff and love Jeff in their own way. Some of it's confusing sometimes, and some of it's incredibly frustrating. I know that being his friend, as well as someone who tried to play him, but I think that's what you feel, and it's undeniable.
2: Yeah, I mean, Jake doesn't go, um, isn't probably used to wheeling around in a wheelchair, so that's really hard. I've seen my younger brothers in the military try to wheel around in my wheelchair, and he's, like, gassed after, like, five minutes. So it's it just works different muscles, like you said. Um, but definitely what was really fun was I took off my legs and I was like, I have to like use my hands to scoot around on the ground. Mm-hmm. And like, it was so funny to watch him try to do it and to watch uh, David Gordon Green try to do it. <laughs> so that was really cool to watch them try to do it. We have
0: video of that we may, we may put that out at some point, that mm-hmm. video of us trying to do that. That was
2: Yeah, definitely. That'd probably be out. So that was really funny to see that and it's just you know you get used to it after a while you start like at first i couldn't transfer out of anything it was so hard but wow. then i learned how to like manipulate and use all the parts of my body just get off like a high bed or stuff like that and it was fun to show them and, and watch them try to do it and they were like cheating and using their legs <laughs>
0: you can't do that i mean look I, it was almost a like a year or so that we were i was in sort of the mindset of this i'd be in and out of different things in my own life. And then I'd come back and I'd be talking with Jeff. And so I can't really tell you exactly how much time, but I would tell you that there, there comes a point where you observe enough and you prepare enough and then it's game time and you got to go and try it. And I also had an incredible team of people that, you know, we had incredible visual effects artists. We had incredible makeup effects and prostheses who did we have incredible prop department who designed the wheelchair that I'm in, and and prostheses that fit over my actual legs so I could move them underneath, and my legs are tucked under, and you know there were so many to, and an incredible editor and an incredible cinematographer who were shooting it, so you know in all that space to get the physicality was teamwork, you know uh, I you know one of the things you realize is your center of gravity completely changes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so where my mind went was different and i'd like to try and know my body and be in my body as best i can my center of gravity my proprioception and my feet were not something that my brain would go to my brain would stop or I'd try and stop it sort of at the center of where i was and know that i didn't have any ability to use it so if i had to get down the stairs like there's a scene where i'm trying to get down the stairs onto the wheelchair and <clears throat> In my case, I had extra weight on my legs to, to deal with, which was, uh, in the case of the scene, sometimes a little bit frustrating because you, you have to deal with what is not supposed to be there. Sure. How do you hide that in the scene? So, but just getting down those stairs, I can't even tell you. Talk about. I joke about him. Sorry, it's a long answer, but I talk about him sucking air when I first met him on his legs. You know, <clears throat> he walked a half a block and was like, had to sit down. Now he can walk five miles and he's cool and he's like, you know, in such incredible shape. But when I think about trying to move just with my arms, like, and how I did that in a lot of different instances while also trying to be true to like, when you watch Jeff move and we talk, this is the most important thing to me. When I watch Jeff move without his legs, you know, his legs move up very quickly because they don't have the weight, the extra weight of the legs Mm -hmm. that you would normally have. And in order to capture that, it was, took a lot of really smart people to try and put that together. Um, but when I, it's just so hard to, put it, to describe, but certain scenes, I did, it, we did it different ways. Certain scenes, we had the prosthesis and I could move them quickly because they move quick. And the speed at which they move, you can't do visual effects to that. You can't make a leg move in that right. way. So it's just a, a lot of trying to really get down to the physics and um, the physiological aspects of, of where your center of gravity is. Right. And then just put that in my body. But I can't tell you when that happened. I can just tell you we chipped away at it month after month and then take after take.
1: I just sort of, I guess, in closing, um, I mean, I, I think 10, 20, 30 years from now, we're going to look back and say, Jake Gyllenhaal, that resume, man, from Nightcrawler to Zodiac to Prisoners to Brokeback, I mean, you, you just have a knack for choosing awesome roles, and I think it's even underrated, even now, even though all the claim you get. Um, but should. where does this, ra- yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. It's so bad yeah. that I, you know? Yeah, he circles the roles for a reason. <laughs> but, uh, you, should be, you should be a little
0: psyched, too. You know? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to say that this, I've all all those great parts. This has to be one of the most rewarding.
0: I think the, the it, you know, I would say this and I know Jeff would say this. So it's not just Jeff, it's what his story inspires. You know, the number of people who've come up to me or shared their stories of their own pain, their own vulnerability and their own struggle is is what changes you. I don't think it's about, you know, one person and I think Jeff would be the first to say that. It's about us as a community, a world community and all the things that we're going through together. And I think that's what Jeff shows people, and by proxy, that's what I feel. And that's what's changed me. His story, yes. His strength, absolutely. His sense of humor, without a doubt. His sense of positivity when we're in the midst of, you know, anything. You know, when we're, like, done a hundred interviews and we're both a little tired, he's always seeing the the, 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 the funny in and everything. And, but more than that, all the people he touched and all the stories that have come my way as a result, it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.